0: Uh, now then, we're in the prophecy of Jeremiah and we're not going right through the book, but we're just picking out gospel jewels in Jeremiah. And even though it's one of the most uh, heartbreaking books in the whole of the Bible, there are little nuggets of gospel gold in it. And often... It's when our eyes are uh, filled with tears, and uh, when those tears uh, give clarity to our spiritual sight, it's then that we see Jesus Christ as never before. Uh, Now, the verses I want us to look at this morning is in the form of a question, so it's verse 22 in our reading in Jeremiah 8, you can guess what it's about. Verse 22, Jeremiah 8. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no doctor there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Here is this prophet and he's breaking his heart because of the state of the people he's addressing. Uh, He, uh, in our reading, has been uh, bringing God's message of judgment and it's uh, sin, isn't it? That's what our reading is uh, all about until you get to verse 22. It's about the horrible disease of sin. And then he comes... And we can imagine him because he goes on to say, oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the daughter of my people. Uh, He's asking this question, is there no cure for this horrible disease of sin? And he's mentioning uh, a place, Gilead. Do you know where Gilead is? It's on the other side of the jordan the east side of the jordan and gilead was famous uh, for its balsams which provided a a balm very similar to aloe vera and there were special doctors there uh, who uh, applied this balm and so jeremiah's question is rhetorical he's asking Is there no balm in Gilead? Well, there is balm. There is a cure to be had. And then this is what is very poignant. Well, if there is a cure, why aren't the people healed? Why aren't the people healed? Now, the last time I preached from this verse was when COVID had uh, just broken out and there was no vaccine. Now, wouldn't it be tragic now that we've got a vaccine, if people didn't avail themselves of it and then died of COVID? Now, we've heard, haven't we, of people uh, from their hospital beds who are pleading with others who haven't had the vaccine to get it because they... Thoughts that they didn't need it. And now they are dying of COVID. How much more poignant when we have this horrible disease of sin, which we're going to look at in a minute, and if there's a cure to be had, there is a balm in Gilead. There is a cure. And we don't avail ourselves of it. Isn't it even more tragic if you come to an evangelical church where this cure, Sunday after Sunday, is being talked about and you don't get healed because you don't avail yourself of it. So that's the kind of poignancy we have here. Uh, Now then, I just want to answer two questions this morning the problem with the people in jeremiah's day was this they did not realize that they were sick and they did not realize the cure that was available so let's look at those two things maybe you don't realize what sin is really like we must pray you know oh lord show me myself show me what i'm really like So, let's look at what Jeremiah has to say here about this disease of sin, so that we see what it's like. Now, what do you do if you've got symptoms? Uh, I had um, symptoms uh, last week. I had a headache, and I was feeling itchy. And do you know what I did? I typed into my phone uh, those two conditions, And I uh, asked Dr. Google what was wrong with me. Bad mistake. How many of you here consult Dr. Google? I think the people in Jeremiah's day were misdiagnosing themselves, like we do when we look at Dr. Google. It's not just Jeremiah that compares sin to a disease. Jesus Christ in the New Testament. He said these words. Those who are well have no need of a doctor. But those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Jesus Christ isn't Dr. Google. Jesus Christ is the truth. Now let's hear what Jesus Christ says in Jeremiah. About this disease of sin. What is Jesus' diagnosis? Not Dr. Google but Dr. Jesus, the real doctor, when it comes to the spiritual disease of sin. Now, the first thing uh, I want to say about sin is that it's universal. It's universal. What does that mean? It means that everybody is suffering from it. That's what Jeremiah had said at the beginning. Uh, of our reading everyone from the least even to the greatest from the prophets even to the priest everyone paul in romans put it quite bluntly there is none righteous no not one so i don't know every one of you But I do know one thing about myself and about you, and that is you have this disease of sin. Are you offended? I'm not trying to offend. That's what the Bible says. Every one of us is a sinner. That is why, if we want to start off uh, seeking Jesus Christ, the right place to start is by saying, Mia culpa. I'm the sinner. So even though we're all sinners, I am the sinner here. You are the sinner. We're not just having the gospel preached because unbelievers need to hear about Jesus Christ. I need Jesus Christ. You need Jesus Christ. Sin is universal. And then there is something else about this disease of sin. Sin it's affected every part of us Uh, what did Isaiah say from the foot from the sole of the foot even unto the head the crown of the head there is no soundness in us the theologians call this total depravity what an awful term you say yes it doesn't mean we're all as bad as we can be But what it means is this, we're all tainted by sin. Every part of us is infected. Um, I've often used the illustration of a glass of water with a drop of poison in it. That drop of poison pollutes the whole glass. So you can have a drop of sin or you can have a a whole uh, glass of sin. Every part of us is tainted, So, even the good that we seek to do is going to be polluted. Can you see now how radical this is? Uh, Something else about this disease of sin. It identifies us. What do I mean by that? Well, if you've got a cold you are not identified by a cold, are you? (laughs) But if you're suffering from a terrible disease, you are identified by that disease. So a person who's got cancer, they are identified, they are labeled by that cancer, rightly or wrongly. They are a cancer patient. You don't have cold patients. Well, maybe if you're a man, but... (laughs) And sin, it, it does that to us. Uh, how did we uh, sing in that second hymn What, what are we when we're coming to God a holy God who is so pure that he can't even look at sin I'm coming as a sinner I have no other name I have no other name whatever other names we may have here this morning not just our own names but our own identity our own interest our own nationality the things that we glory in In God's eyes, we only have one name, and that name is a sinner. I'm coming as a sinner. I have no other name. This disease, it's so deep in me that I'm identified by it, and all I want is to be cured of it. Think of a person with cancer. Oh, if only they could be cured of their cancer. Nothing else matters. And then what else, especially if it's a serious disease? Well, when a person is diagnosed with cancer, what do they ask their doctor? How long have I got? How long have I got? Is it terminal? Is it terminal? Is sin terminal? We know the answer, don't we? If we're all sinners... Can you find one person who hasn't had a terminal disease of sin? Can you find one person? I don't know of any person apart from one who hasn't died as a result of sin. Well, if you include Enoch and Elijah, that makes three. (laughs) But it's terminal. And as Spurgeon put it, it kills not just now, but it will kill us ere long. Not merely shall the body die, But the soul must be killed forever with eternal wrath. Man is appointed once to die. That's how terminal it is. But it's after death we've got to worry about the judgments. Jeremiah is weeping because of the judgments of God coming upon the people. Oh, that I could weep because of the judgments of God that is coming after death upon sinners. Because God is holy and God cannot let sin go unpunished. We've all got an appointment with death one day and we can't miss that appointment. How many of you missed Zoom meetings? I missed a few Zoom meetings. You can't help it, can you? It's easy to miss a Zoom meeting. <laughs> but we can't miss our appointment with the Grim Reaper. The judgments. Now, my question to you this morning is this, my first question. Do you realize that you're a sinner? There's something very liberating once you admit that you're a sinner. It doesn't matter whether you're a religious sinner, whether you're a respectable sinner, whether you're an out-and-out sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I can't judge anybody outside the church because I'm just like them. And if there is any redeeming uh, things in my life, it's only because of the grace of God. Now then, I want to come to the cure. That's what Jeremiah here is talking about. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no doctor? Uh, There was a great preacher in Wales a few hundred years ago called Daniel. He wasn't very high up in the church. I think he was only a curate. And he wasn't preaching in a city. He was preaching in the sticks in a place called Llan And if you ever go to Llan you will realise how much in the sticks it is. In the middle of Cardiganshire. And thousands of people. Imagine that. Thousands of people were coming. Because he was preaching the truth. And he was preaching God's judgments. And that we're all sinners. And people were fainting under this preaching. That's how much it affected them. And you know what? Another minister that was present went up to Daniel Rowland and he said, Daniel Bach, Daniel, Daniel, give them the balm as well. Don't just tell them about the disease. Give them the cure. And that's what I want us to look at now. There is a balm. There is a balm. Praise God. Let let me quote one of my favourite preachers, J.C. Ryle. The Lord Jesus did not come into the world to do nothing more than a teacher and an example. Had this been all the purpose of his coming, there would have been small comforts for us. A teacher and an example might be sufficient for an unfallen, unsinful being, but fallen sinners like us need healing the lord jesus came into the world to be a doctor as well as a teacher he saw us all sick of a terminal disease stricken with a plague of sin and dying and he pitied us and came down to bring divine medicine for our relief he came to give health and cure for the dying to heal the brokenhearted and to offer strength to the weak. No sin-sick soul is too far gone for him. It's his glory and delight to heal and restore to life the most desperate cases. For unfailing skill, for unwearied tenderness, for long experience of man's ailments, the great doctor of soul stands alone and there is none like him. There is none like him. You know, if you've um, had somebody who's helped you or cured you of a horrible sickness, you want to tell everybody about that person, don't you? (laughs) There's none like him. There's none like him. Now, this is not Dr. Google. If you are going to be treated by somebody, don't you want to know their credentials? Don't you? What are the credentials of Jesus Christ? He's no quack doctor. He's got a divine diploma. Isn't that brilliant? He didn't go to any earthly school of medicine. He is God himself. Let let me read to you what his diploma says. Do you want to hear what Jesus' diploma is? We've already heard it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the meek. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. What qualifications. God himself. God the Father uh, devising uh, this medicine. God the Son coming uh, to do it. And God the Spirit applying it. What a school of medicine. Is he successful? Is he successful? Well, look at the people he's treated. (laughs) Even the ones in the Bible. Uh, There was somebody called Jacob. He was a rotter. Jacob. You couldn't trust him. And Jesus Christ healed him. He broke him and then rebuilt him. There was somebody called Manasseh a little later on, after Jeremiah's day. Manasseh was so wicked, even though he was a king, he sacrificed his own children. And nobody would have mercy on him, but Jesus did. Jesus did. He forgave him, and he healed him. There was a lady called Mary, Mary Magdalene. She was, well, unfaithful. She was unclean. She was a great sinner, but Jesus didn't drive her away. Jesus forgave her. Jesus touched her, and she was so grateful that she washed Jesus' feet and she dried them with her hair. And there was Saul. You've all heard of Saul of Tarsus. Haven't you? In many ways, the worst of the lots? He thought he was serving God by persecuting Christians. He was murdering them. And if he would have had his way, he would have murdered Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ, instead of destroying him, he took pity on him and he saved him and turned him around and made him the greatest preacher of all. And it was Saul of Tarsus as the Apostle Paul who said, it's a faithful saying and it's worthy of all acceptance. That Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief. There's none like him. There's none like him. What is bedside manner like? Have, Have you had some doctors or consultants? They are brilliant. They are brilliant. But they can't deal with people. What's Jesus like? He's able He's willing. Uh, Wesley put it like this. Come, ye sinners. Will you come to him this morning? If you've already come, will you come anew? Because we're all in the same boats. Come with me. Come, ye sinners. Poor and wretched. Weak and wounded. Sick and sore. Jesus ready stands to save you. Full of pity. Full of pity. Joined with power. What a combination. And then... What's the cure? What's the cure? Now, in Gilead, the doctors and the barn were two separate things, right? The doctors and the cure were two separate things. When it comes to the cure for sin, this is where our little minds (laughs) are just not big enough. Jesus Christ is the doctor, but Jesus Christ at the same time is the cure. Well, well, can you understand that? How does a doctor treat you? He has uh, the medicine and he, with all the skill that he's been trained with, applies that medicine or he operates as well. But how does Jesus Christ heal us? He heals us by becoming himself the cure. Um, I heard of somebody, they had to have a blood test recently. I wouldn't want to have a blood test. They only, well, they say they're only going to prick your finger a bit, but it hurts. Or the perception of it hurts. And that's what happens when you go to the doctor. One of the first things they do is take a blood test. But this doctor, he doesn't take your blood and he doesn't take a little drop of your blood. What does he do? He does the opposite, he gives of his blood. What a doctor. What a doctor. And it's not a little drop of his blood that he gives. In order that we might be cured of sin. He dies for us. Uh, Let Isaiah put it beautifully. uh, Very famous words. Surely he, Dr. Jesus, has borne our griefs. He's taken our disease and carried our sorrows. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his wounds we are healed i'm talking about the cross aren't i that's how the cure came about the doctor became the cure by dying in our place for our sins and you know if you uh, have to have a blood transfusion they have to make sure what blood type they give you with is the same as your blood type what's the blood type that came out of jesus on the cross Uh, i don't know how many blood types are there uh, but his blood was unlike anyone else's blood his blood was divine blood the blood of the perfect son of god the blood of one who had lived a perfect sinless life the blood signifies the sacrifice And the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse us from sin because the innocent has died for the guilty. He who knew no sin became sin for us. My friend, one drop of the blood of Jesus Christ will cure you of sin because it's infinite. It's divine blood. It's the balm. It's the balm. It's by breaking the cactus that the aloe vera is released. It's by breaking the perfect body of Jesus Christ that is blood. Blood is released. Blood to cleanse the vilest of sinners. I know that because it cleansed me. And it can clean you as well. It can clean you. It can clean this church. It can clean this filthy city. It can clean our land if you but apply to him, if you but apply. Well, it's time for me to come to a conclusion. What what, what do you do when you see the doctor? This is again where our minds are not sufficient. The doctor diagnoses you using his skill and then he writes a prescription. (laughs) Have you had a prescription recently? And then you take your prescription to the pharmacy, And the pharmacist then, and Howell used to be a pharmacist before he became a pastor. A pharmacist gives you the medicine. But here you see Jesus Christ is the doctor. Jesus Christ is the pharmacist. Jesus Christ is the cure. And what do you have to do to get better? You've got to faithfully take the medicine, haven't you? Even if it's horrible, you've got to take it. Um, Somebody uh, who had heart surgery, they were telling me that um, they had to take these pills that were were about that big and try and swallow them. Oh, dear, dear, dear. This is where I want to finish. Have we taken of Jesus Christ? How do I take him? I don't deserve him. I'm a sinner. I come as a sinner. But I say, Jesus Christ. I've heard that you, of old, and you're the same today, can treat sinners. And I can't do it myself. I'm a mess. I'm rotten, Jesus, to the core. But I thank you that you can save me, that you died for somebody like me. And I'm coming, I'm coming as I am, and I want you to save me. And I'm going to trust you to do that. Can can you do that this morning? Can I do that? Can you do it afresh if you've already done it? There's an African-American song, a spiritual song. Uh, We haven't got it in our supplement. It talks about the balm of Gilead. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. I don't know whether you're a Christian or not, but whoever you are this morning, sometimes I get discouraged, don't you? And think my work in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. And how does he do that? By reapplying the barn of Gilead. I know nothing more reinvigorating than to be able to go afresh to Jesus Christ, to go to him as a failed Christian, to go to him as somebody who's completely made a mess of everything. I go to him as somebody who looks at my past and sees how obnoxious I've been. And I go to him and he welcomes me with open arms. And Boisbach, when he speaks the word, son, daughter, you are sin. You are sin. However great you may feel it to be, is all forgiven. It's all washed. It's all covered in the blood. You say, yes, yes. My friends, this is what we need, this is what our church needs thank god we've got a mission coming up i think it's brilliant as we open up we're doing it with a mission but don't we all need this balm of gilead and may our wounded sin sick souls know the healing that comes from jesus christ alone there is power power wonder working power in the precious blood of the lamb would you be free from your burden of sin have you come here with a burden this morning don't go out with the burden take your burden to jesus christ only he can deal with it and leave it at his feet and praise god for such a gospel for People who don't deserve the least of it. Now we're going to sing about Dr. Jesus. Come, ye sinners, poor and wretched, weak and wounded, sick and sore. Jesus, ready, stands to save you, full of pity joined with power. He is able, he is willing. Come, uh, ye sinner, and doubts no more. We'll stand to sing. And if you're at home, it's number 474 in the hymn book. in heaven may that be our little motto as a church none but jesus and we know of none like him that can deal with us sinners and that can even even restore the years that the locusts have eaten oh we just praise thee for such a doctor for sin sick souls none but jesus can do helpless sinners good and now may the grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen.